share just a little bit this morning. It's been kind of funny because the things that I was like, Lord, you got something for us? Because if not, we just hang out, you know? Um, And I did feel like he gave me this word, tender. So at the awakening, we often like call people a tenderloin, especially like Josiah. He's like a major tenderloin. And um, y'all may not know my boy, but he's like, he's just really sweet, you know? I'm good. Thanks, Ben. So I like, it's just like tender is, is just something we kind of say a good bit. And I just felt the Lord like talking about being tender. So I looked up what tender means. And it means showing gentleness and concern or sympathy. And I love that word concern, like tender, you know, like being tender, showing concern. So I just started pondering it with the Lord and so this morning, I'm just going to throw this stuff at you. It's kind of like a, it's a little bit like a steak. So it's not really milk. It's kind of a steak. And I'm going to tell you, I'm still chewing. Last week I shared with y'all, I've been chewing on that thing for like since April. This week, I've been chewing about four days, okay? <laughs> so like, it's just real short and I want y'all to chew, you know, like, I'm going to throw you some meat, and y'all just start chewing. See what you get about out of it, you know? I mean, because this is, it's, it's like part of it. It's like, I'm just going to give you, like, one little thing I got, and, you know, we'll just see what happens with it. So, um, so tender. Proverbs 28, 14 says, Blessed is the one who always trembles before God but whoever hardens their heart falls into trouble. Okay, who always trembles before God. This is what the message says. A tender-hearted person lives a blessed life, and a hard-hearted person lives a hard life. I mean, say amen or ouch. I'm just saying, like, I've been on both sides of that coin. (laughs) So it's like that tender-hearted person. So some of us are like Josiah's, and they're like, I'm not talking about the guy in the Bible, although he was pretty much a tenderloin too. Um, and doesn't mean you're not a warrior if you're tenderhearted. I mean, that, that's not what I'm saying. It's like tender. So um, Travis has preached before on like the mother heart of God and the tender side of God, you know, and some of that comes naturally for some of us. And even though I'm like a nurturer, being tenderhearted is not my natural bend, <laughs> Some of the people in my life are laughing and agreeing too much right now because they know I'm not. I'm not, right, Zakia? I'm just more like, you know. So it's something that I've had to gain from the Lord. Like, that's that part of his nature. And um, so some of y'all might not have heard me say before, you know, the fruit of the Spirit are not your own fruit. They are like the fruit of the Spirit. So you got to have the Holy Spirit in you to use them. So if you're just trying to be like, kind and patient and well you don't have that so you got to get you know you ask the Holy Spirit to give you that fruit in you you know like Holy Spirit I need some self-control right now so like you access it you have it because you have the Holy Spirit okay so it's kind of like that for me with tenderness it's like it's not my it's just not my natural bend but it is who God is so I got I can get that okay I can get that part of him and then we're going to look in Matthew if y'all like to open your bibles it's Matthew 11 <clears throat> Kyle and I did not plan the playlist in my sermon but it always works out that way so just thought I'd tell y'all we didn't starting in verse 25 At that time Jesus said I praise you father Lord of heaven. Wait a minute. I'm going to go back. Look in verse 24 if you have your Bibles. It says, but I tell you that day it will be more bearable for Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. Okay, that's not very nice. (laughs) Like things didn't go well for Sodom. All right. They kind of went up in smoke. So it's like that is not, that is not tenderhearted. Okay. He's like, He's like kind of getting on to him right there. But then it's like he transitions. And it's like Jesus is like talking tenderly to his people. So he's like, he's got that thing where he's like, you better cut it out. 
Like, y'all remember when your mama would be like, okay, stop, okay, don't do that anymore. You don't need to do that. And then she'd be like, if I have to tell you one more time, y'all remember when she did that? I do that now. Um, so that's kind of what God's doing. He's like telling them, he's like, if I had to tell you one more time, it's going to be like Sodom for you, you know? And they're like, oh, wait a minute, you know? And then, because you know, did your mama do that? She'd be like, if I have to, t-, and then she's like, oh, come here, honey, let me color this picture with you. That's what I do. Because you just like, all, it's like changing. You just, um, Getting the job done. you got to get your point across. So he got his point across, and then he's saying to them tenderheartedly, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this way, your good pl- for this was your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So it's like he's just kind of got on to him. And now he turns to this like tender hearted and he's like, let me, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. Because, you know, it's like um, we tell people in pre-marriage counseling, we're like, if you're fighting like real bad when you're married, one of you just pray. If you can, if just, this is free. If you married, this is free. Um, you just pray. It's like, if I'm fighting with Travis, I mean, and like, we are mad. I'm like, you did not tell me where you were going, and I had dinner cooked, and you did not come home, and now I am mad, and I have every right to be mad, and I'm just letting him have it. If, you know, and then he's got his feelings hurt, and he's like, got his lip rolled out. I know y'all don't think we do this, and um, so he's like, I've hurt his feelings, and he's mad, and, and so then, you know, two hours later, we're still mad. If one of us, I mean, just, it doesn't have to be both of us, can just like, stop and be like, God, help us. (laughs) Help us talk to each other. Help us understand each other. You talk to God differently than you talk to somebody when you're angry. Okay? So all of a sudden, your demeanor changes, your tone changes, and you're like, oh, you're a human. And like, I actually love you. And so maybe I'm not going to scream at you anymore. I'm going to like have some help. You remember you're accessing what's inside of you with the Holy Spirit. So it's the same way, like Jesus is talking to these people and they're, they're like, you know, they're like having a hard time and he's trying to tell them they're having a hard time and get it through. And, and then he says, well, now I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to the father. So he's like being sweet. And in that talking to the father, he's like, you get to know me. You get to know me because Jesus, I am revealing the Father. So last week, some of y'all weren't here. If you were here, you get to hear it again. It was good, so I'm gonna say it again. So I watched this parenting video about, um, it was by Andy Stanley and his wife, and it was so good. It was so encouraging. Um, so I, one thing they said at the end is like when their kids get in trouble, they like get on their side against the sin. So like, oh no, you're bullying your brother. Like, I'm so sorry that this is happening to you, that the bullying is happening to you. Like, let's fight against the bullying. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay, well, Jesus, because the Father sent Jesus to be on our side against sin. And it's like, oh no, you are, you're afraid Jesus is not like, you better stop being afraid. He's like, come here. We're on the same team. Let's defeat fear together, okay? So this is like a good word. Like when you start walking around thinking like that, instead of Jesus be like, you better stop being afraid. That is not what he's doing. That is, that is fear, <laughs> okay? That is not Jesus, Jesus, he comes right here. He is right here with me. And he's like, girl, we about to take this on, you know? And like, he's got his sword out and he's much bigger than I am. I'm telling you, God is so much bigger. 
He is so much bigger than you think he is. Last week I had a word for somebody. It was like a big man. You know, it's like a man. And he's like hanging on to God. He like was all wrapped around God, you know. And um, when the scene like went out like and you could see bigger, it was just God's finger. So it's like a big man like wrapped around God. You know, it was just his finger. And he was like, I'm about to reveal myself to this guy, like how big I am. God is so big, okay? He is so big. And he was like, my people are having a really hard time following the rules because they think they're rules. They don't think it's a relationship. They weren't in the garden. They don't know me. So I'm gonna send Jesus so that they can know me because I want to defeat sin for them. Okay, so you are fighting with Jesus right beside you. Now, when, when my children have a hard time because they sin, you know, then I am not, I don't want to come against them. I want to be on their side. All right, and when you are coming against sin and you come to me and you're like, listen, this is what I'm doing. And I'm like stealing from my work and I steal from my work every week. And I'm like, dude, that is serious trouble because you can go to jail. And then I'm like, okay, now we're over that because that's my first thought, just so you know. And then I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, so like, what are we going to do about it? You know, because you don't, like you are not, you're, that's not you, you know, that's not who you are. So I'm going to come on your side. I'm on your team and me and you and Jesus and probably a few other people are going to defeat this giant. So I, I just want y'all to get that picture. I didn't dwell on it last week, so I thought I'd dwell on it a minute this week. because It's been so good for me. I've just loved that picture of the Lord, like how he's on my side. Okay, Jude. Jude's one of those fun books. It's just little, you know, it's just no chapter, just verses. Um, <clears throat> This is out of the message. It says, go easy on those who hesitate in the faith. Go after those who take the wrong way. Be tender with sinners, but not soft on sin. The sin itself stinks to high heavens. You get what I'm saying? So when you're stealing from work, I'm not going to be like, oh, honey, that is no big deal. You just keep taking that stuff, take it home. Like, you just have fun with that. No, I'm not. I'm going to be like, girl, that is, that is wrong. It is like a serious problem, okay? I'm not going to be soft on sin. You know, we can laugh about stealing because probably most people in here aren't stealing from their work, but we are struggling with sin. You know what I'm saying? And so... We're struggling with judgment, we're struggling with honor, and we're struggling with, with you know, not, not understanding that God loves us with an everlasting love. We're like taking yokes upon us that are not our own. We, we're struggling, okay? So I use something like outlandish so we can laugh, but like I'm serious, you know? Like the sin is a problem. It stinks, and it makes your life stink. So last week I told y'all about 10 opportunities to not have stinking in your life. Not the Ten Commandments, but they were kind of like them. The Ten Opportunities that your life doesn't have to have that stinking thing. And so uh, that's, that's what He wants for us. That's why He gave us the Ten Commandments. So we didn't have to have the stink, but you're not the problem. So I'm going to be tender to you, soft to you, but not soft on the sin. Okay, you got that? All right, tenderness. All right, so I want us to think about a few areas of tenderness. Tenderness towards yourself. Some of you guys are really tough on yourself. And you like call yourself sin. And you need to like get a different way of thinking. So this morning, in this moment, that's my prayer. That you'll have one of those shifts of thinking. That like, I have a problem, but I'm not a problem. Like tenderness to you, towards yourself. Because I'm telling you, I tell people this all the time and they don't believe me. If you're not tender towards yourself, you are not tender towards anybody else. You may not believe me, but it is true. Okay? You may be like, no, I'm sweet to other people. 
ask them. I, I had that problem. You know what I'm saying? Like I was not tender towards other people. But the Lord has helped me be tender towards myself. And now I am t- more tender towards other people. So to the standard to which you hold yourself, you hold everybody else. So it may be hard to relate with you if you don't have tenderness towards yourself. Okay, this is just meat. I'm just throwing it out there. Some of this is going to land on your plate and you're going to start eating it this week and that's fine. But if not, like, you know, maybe it hit your neighbor. Um, So show concern. That is part of being tender is showing concern. I just want us to... I just want us as a people to be concerned. It's just a very good word, okay? Like concern. Because we're so busy trying to like fix fix things and make things different. Like let's just be concerned. You can be tender when you're concerned. Usually when you're just... You've, you get all kinds of other things going on where you're like wanting to change and wanting to, you know, like get in our flesh, like it, it gets not tender. It gets hard-hearted. And then they have a hard life. That's what it said. That's not fun. Okay, that's first scripture I read out of um, Proverbs. I wanted to, this is the preface to it. It says, whoever conceals their sin does not prosper, but he who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. That's true too. So if you think that all your friends' Instagram is their real life, you're wrong. And if you think all the people in this room have it all figured out, you're wrong. You just are. And so we all have stuff, and it's just better when it's in the light. You know, when we were having a really hard time with Lydia recently, or at the beginning of the summer, um, I told someone, I said, what do parents do that don't tell anybody that they're having a hard time? Because none of my friends tell me how hard it is being a mom. None of them. Like, they're not all. Laura does sometimes. I'm lying. Laura does sometimes. Um, So, but not very often. I'm just saying it's just not like the culture we've made for parents. So, um, so I was telling everybody. So people would, like Kyle and Hillary came over. They were like, how y'all doing? We're like, man, we are having such a hard time, didn't we? We're at the dinner table. We're like, let me tell you. We just started telling them. I called Karen one day, and she's like, hey, how are you? I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's so hard right now. And I just let it all out. I'm just, like, vomiting on anybody who asked me what's happening. And so, but let me tell you what happened when I vomited. Karen told me a story about Sarah Catherine that, like, helped me parent my daughter because I know Sarah Catherine and like it just helped me get perspective okay and then Kyle told me a story about himself that helped me get perspective (laughs) and so I'm just saying like I don't know what people are doing that aren't telling anybody because I don't know what we would have done I'm telling you the truth like we were so we didn't know what to do we didn't know how to be her mom and dad and so when we we told people, they like breathed life into us and they like got on our side and like helped us get on Lydia's side. Okay? It was so amazing. And like we didn't just tell them, like Travis texted every mentor in our life. <laughs> Which was, you know, it's a little embarrassing. You're like, <laughs> but it is. And they all started helping us. So it's, it's just like, it's amazing, okay? It's just amazing when you, when you do this, when you confess and renounce, you find mercy. And we need the mercy of God. And so whatever you have going on, like, and you can share it. And like, I didn't tell everybody, okay? I didn't just like go around Walmart telling people, you know? But, um, <clears throat> but I did, when people ask, I'm like, well, evidently you wanna know. So I'm telling you. And when we say we have ministry time, they wanna know. They just come up here to listen to you, okay? So whatever you got to say. But it's like somebody in your life, when they say, how are you doing? Why don't you tell them? You know? Tell them how you doing. Like, I'm doing great. I'm having a fabulous day. Awesome. You know? (laughs) That's okay, too. But, like, if you're not, then you're not. And just, like, 
tell people, you will be so surprised at what happens. It's like, because that's being tender towards yourself. Okay, so that's good. You should do that. All right, Song of Songs. Okay, Song of Songs is, you know, like a love story. Jesus, like, calling us out. Like, you know, it's, um, it's like the ultimate love. And whenever we sing that Yes, God song, I just, I feel like Song of Songs, like, coming alive in my heart. And, you know, he leads us out of the wilderness. The wilderness is that hard place. Um, but we have to trust him to go. And it says, until the day breaks and the shadows flee, I will go to the mountain of myrrh and to the hill of incense. Who knows what they put myrrh on? Dead people. You are altogether beautiful, my darling. (laughs) There is no flaw in you. Come with me from Lebanon, my bride. Come with me from Lebanon. So I hear Lebanon is kind of like luscious. And I hear the mountain of myrrh, not so much luscious. I don't know. I've never been to Lebanon. But the mountain of myrrh, what he's saying is, come, die with me. Lay down your life. Like, come up on the mountain. So, um, so this week, while Travis was gone, I don't know how many of y'all have ever hiked anywhere. Just a little hike. Even Rock Eagle. I mean, not Rock Eagle. Stone Mountain. You know, like, just a little hike. Or maybe like a big hike, you know, like, so you get started and you have like all this adrenaline, you know, and you just like take off, right? So I did that and like Saturday and Sunday and Monday, I was like, woo, I'm like going up the mountain. Tuesday evening, I could like see the top. I was like, I'm not, I'm done. I'm going back down the mountain. (laughs) I'm like totally going back down. I needed people to help me get up there. You know, like usually if you hike something really far, miles and miles, you go with other people. Because if not, you quit. I mean, that's just what, that's like the, that's what happens. People who hike Mount Everest, they like get a team together. They do this for days and day, You know what I mean? It's like, a, they're like, it becomes a community because they're headed in the same direction. Okay? So... People knew where I was headed. I was trying to live happily on a scale from 1 to 10 to keep it above a 5 until tomorrow. And we did pretty good. So when I got below a 5, I, like, got some help. Um, So that's that's like a little mountain. You know, Travis being out of town is like a little mountain, but we have other mountains, you know, and, and just to walk with God is like going up on a mountain. It's like a, it's like a bigger story. You know, there's like these little stories within the big story. So the big story is Jesus saying, come, come on the mountain with me. So on the mountain with the king. Now, if I stop there, that is like really exciting, right? Just think about it. The king of the universe has invited you to take a hike with him. I mean, that's really what it is. It's like not complicated. He's good and faithful. Okay, so this is where it gets hard. (laughs) So the truth is, he's good and faithful. But there's a tension. There's this tension that we get in Okay, it's like between what we believe and what we've experienced. What we understand and what we don't understand. Bill Johnson says, we have to take an absolute that God has shown us about his goodness and sacrifice it on the altar of human reasoning. This is so hard, okay? That's what I'm telling you. I'm throwing you a steak. Like, do, like, get with the Lord about it, okay? This is not like digested food that I'm regurgitating into your mouth. Um, That's gross. (laughs) So that doesn't need to happen all the time. Um, Oh, I didn't give you all that. There that is. There it is. 
I, I forgot to put it up there. Um, okay, so, so that's a good quote. That's not me. Okay, that tension place, like we believe something, but we've experienced something different. For example, I'm going to use Bill Johnson, for example. Bill Johnson goes into stadiums, prays for people. I don't know if you've ever been to one of his events, but he actually gets all the people to pray for people. He doesn't pray for everybody. He's like, you got the same Jesus I got, so you pray for him. He just like gives the testimony to build the faith. And then, you know, so hundreds of people have been healed of cancer and they have ears have been open to hear. But Bill Johnson's son is deaf. Okay. And his dad died of cancer. That's hard. Okay? So that's really hard. So he has prayed for people and they have been healed. Do you think he prayed for his dad? Probably a lot. Okay. But he didn't get healed. So like here's what we believe. Here's what is like an absolute of God. God always heals but wait a minute, my dad died. This is like a really hard place. And I even was like, God, do you want me to bring this up with everybody? Sure, let's bring it up with everybody because we all live in this tension. So how do we like find what we actually believe? You know, like we're going up on that mountain. So I often think that we see ourselves going up on the mountain like God is like, dragging us. He's like pulling us up on the mountain, okay? But I I just felt when I was doing this thing that that is not what he sees. That when he says, come with me on the mountain, this is what he's talking about. He like wants to hold our hand and walk up there and experience the beauties together. And so I just thought that was a good picture of relating with God, and he's not dragging us to the mountain of myrrh. He's like walking with us. He's like taking this hike with us. So in that tension is where our faith becomes trust. I want you to hear me. That tension. So we have faith. We're like, I believe God is this, and I believe God is that. But like, but I got to do this thing because he may not, you know, like, and it's just, it's hard. Like, you know, my friend that um, has Naya, Amber, she, you know, she had all these people pray for Naya to get healed. And, um, and Naya is at home and she's having so much fun and she's the cutest little thing I've ever seen. And, um, and, you know, Michael and Ivy Ketterer prayed that Sean would be a Ketterer before they left um, Knoxville. Those, those things didn't happen. And so some people are like, well, well, you have to stay in Knoxville. And they're like, no, we're going to go ahead to California. We're just going to fly back once a month. It's expensive. That's what they've been doing until Seanzi can be a Ketterer, which they're hoping is right around the corner. So they've been in that tension, okay? And, and Naya, you know, she's... Amber's even had friends that said, like, why are you making doctor's appointments? You know, and that, like, that are just saying, you've got to believe, you know, and Amber's like, well, I'm going to keep making doctor's appointments until I know something different, you know, so it's this tension. So where her faith quits being wavered by the unanswered prayer, and it turns into trust. So now she's having to trust God's ability in these doctors, that tick her off every week, I'm just saying, you know, because it's your baby, and you, like, want things to just work smoothly, and it's a complicated case, but she's having to, like, really lean into the Lord in this tension, so that's what, this is, this is my point this morning, is as a community, that tension is beautiful, if you can let it move you from faith to trust, and that's, that's what the Lord does in that time, okay? Oh, come back. Where'd it go? Ah! I don't know where it went. <laughs> Do you want to see if you can find it? 
Um, <laughs> I probably made some like, I don't know why it's not coming up. You may have to go out of it. Ah! <laughs> okay, escape out of it. I think I, I know how to get it back. Um, I think if I change this to oh, appear. Okay, and now get it back going for me. Okay, that was funny. Okay, faith must be tested because it can't be turned into a personal possession. It can only be turned into a personal possession through conflict. This is all from Oswald Chambers, my most for his highest, this whole slide. Faith must be tested because it can only be turned into a personal possession through conflict. Okay, that's that tension. What is your faith up against now? So back in October, my faith was up against like God and that Naya thing. Like what, how are they connected? It's like up against it. So I was wrestling with it. I came away with a limp, you know, because I don't understand. But I had to figure out what I believe. And, you know, Amber told me, she said, she said, I don't know what I believe about God heals all the time. But I do know that God is. I'm like, stand on that. Now, this is through the tension. She's saying God is. There's things she doesn't know. It was like the most beautiful thing to me because that, like, she trusts. It is in her. It is a personal possession that God is. So through your tension, like, what, like what is your faith up against? And then faith is an unutterable trust in God, trust which never dreams that he will not stand by you. That's, that's really good. Faith is trust in God. And it's that tension. It's that working out. And so some of the things to look forward to in a relationship of trust. And like some of us have like the beauty of that in our marriage. It's like we get to trust another human, you know, like with our very being and with our children and with our, you know, it's like, it's that rest and that security, you know, that we get with a person. But that person, we know they have the ability to fail us, you know. And, um, and many of you aren't in a, y'all, y'all aren't married. But like, if you can't trust God, you will not trust a partner. I know, because I didn't trust him, okay? <laughs> like, I didn't trust God, And so I was a believer and I had faith, but I did not have trust. So some of the fruit of trusting God, we are less offendable. All right. So when we trust God, the reason that we're less offendable is because we trust others' relationship with God and for Him to do as He wants with them. And I'm going to share this thing because it, it happened after my sermon, but I just, I just think it's worth, like, saying something. So how many of y'all saw the Victoria Olstein thing on Facebook this week? It was funny. It was funny. I laughed. I have to say I laughed. It was funny. It really was because she, so Victoria Olstein said, you don't come to church for God, you come to church for you. And they interrupted it with Bill Cosby saying, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And it was funny, just the way they did it. But it was not okay. I don't know Victoria Olstein. I have never met her. I know nothing about her, okay? I know she's, her husband has a huge church. And I know they preach a happy message, okay? I don't know them. So a few years ago, we did this really funny thing at Convergence where we had this party for Steve. And we pulled all these clips from his sermons. And in one of his sermons, he said, Steve Fish. Steve Fish is like the father of, of this house. Like he is, he 
pastors Convergence Church. He's Travis's mentor. Like, he's amazing. Steve says in one of his sermons, I don't believe in revival. Okay? So they took that clip out of his sermon and played it. Like, they would play these videos of him, and then every now and then they would just insert this Steve saying, I don't believe in revival. Okay? Well, in the sermon Steve was preaching, he was saying, I don't believe in revival as the means to an end, okay? He was talking about how revival is not the substance of the presence of God, that individual relationships of us habitating his presence is the substance of what God wants to do in the universe, okay? That's what happened, but we pulled out. This was funny. We were being funny, and we were actually, I think, promoting some kind of revival, but it was just really, really funny because it was so not Steve, okay? You and I have no idea what Victoria Osteen was talking about that morning when somebody pulled out a three-second clip and made it whatever, okay? We don't know. But what happens is some people are offended by the Osteen's message. I'm not going to say I agree with them. I don't really listen enough to know all about it. I don't know them as humans. So it gives me absolutely no place to, like, come against them, okay? I'm not coming against Satanist. I'm not putting Satanist up on my Facebook and saying, like, that is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. I'm not doing that. You know, I'm not looking for people I disagree with. I can promise you I disagree with some of you. (laughs) And you disagree with me, okay? Like, I'm okay with disagreeing with the Osteens, but I'm not okay with saying you're not my sister because I don't understand you. I'm just not okay with that. I'm not telling you, you don't have to be okay with that, but I cannot look at her and be like, you are a big toe and I don't like big toes and I don't need a big toe and you need to go away, okay? Because we are a part of a body and and if the enemy can make us destroy each other, he has won. And so while I will say whoever did it was clever and such, I'm going to say that be careful about your offense. And if that makes you excited to like push somebody down like that, then examine your heart about your job in the body of Christ. Because it is not our job to decide who's right. It's just not. It is about us relating with the king of the universe in our own relationship and figuring it out. You know, I'm just, I know that's kind of a soapbox and I want to present it gently, but I just want you to know, I feel like if we don't, nobody tells us we don't know. And so I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. If it ruffles your feathers, feel free to talk to me about it. I'm trying to be tenderhearted, but you know, sometimes, you know, (laughs) that's right. Soft on some things and hard on sin. But anyway, I'm just saying, I think it is. I think it is not okay to just like, just like push people down. And if like it really bothers you that much, like, like show her some love. I mean, we talked about the Pharisee last week. I'll just sit in with that, okay. Um, fruit of trusting, Rest. Rest. That's that breathing I was talking about this morning. Sometimes we just got to breathe. Crazy peace. Peace that doesn't make any sense. Like when you start trusting God, you do crazy stuff. Doesn't make any sense. Like sending out two support letters. Go on a trip that costs a lot of money. That's what Travis did. Crazy peace. And you'll start living a life like you have resigned from managing the universe. You're like, I don't manage the universe. Really? So if you do manage the universe, you might look like that. (laughs) Anybody feel like that? This is the result of faith without trust. 
It's true. I have looked like this because I'm trying to help God, like, get it done because I need to manage the universe. That's what it looks like. And when you resign, resignation looks like, Father, forgive me for not trusting you and for getting in the tension and deciding that I'm going to make my own idea of who you are and make you in my image, and make you real little. He is not little. (laughs) I've said that a lot this morning. So evidently somebody here thinks he's little. Not anymore. Satan, take that. Okay, when you repent and you start living like you repented, and you're unoffendable. I'm telling you, offense is so heavy. It's so heavy. Like, just stop it. Like, when people offend you, you know, when Bob Johnson came, I had people blowing me up about him and, like, what's wrong with him. Ask him. He'll tell you what's wrong with him. He's got lots of history. But he loves Jesus, and he, like, you know, like, I'm just saying the fruit. I'm like, the fruit right there. I'm looking for fruit. I am. I'm just looking for fruit, and I'm like, I get people do it wrong, and if you hang out here, we'll do it wrong for you. And um, it just will happen because we're humans, you know? We are, we are trying. We are following the presence. We're loving Jesus, but we will miss it, and we will be really sorry that we did. Okay? But don't end up looking like this because you're so worried about having to say you're sorry. Okay? Instead, you can be like that. This girl's yoke is easy and her burden is light. You know what I'm saying? She's tenderhearted towards herself. (laughs) That looks like way more fun, doesn't it? Okay. I just wanted y'all to be able to relate to like the the image that you feel in your heart. Because I know you feel it. I know you do. It is so heavy to, to try to carry that whole universe on your shoulders. It was never meant to be. Like, we weren't, we're not supposed to, that's not for us. He, like, sent Jesus so we didn't have to look like that. I think that's what Moses looked like when he came down off the mountain. He was like, these people wear me out. I literally am managing the universe. All these people in the desert forever can't get to the promised land. He kept trusting God, though, and kept doing crazy stuff. So, you know, I really think he had crazy peace. Didn't make sense. And so, you got to go out on a limb. It's where the fruit is. <clears throat> no fruit up close to the trunk. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to get out there on the limb, try something out. He gives grace to the humble. So, know that there's a, a big possibility you're going to have to say you're sorry sometime. Big possibility. I'm not going to ask people to raise their hand who I've had to say I'm sorry to in this room. I'm not going to do it because y'all would be really surprised <laughs> and because um, it's a lot, okay? You, like, are in relationship with people long enough. You should have to say you're sorry. It just happens. Just take a minute and think about that. Some of you aren't tender enough to yourself to let yourself have to say you're sorry, You know, like, try something. Try something new. Be yourself. You will offend people. Jesus offended people all the time. That was his, like, it's what he did. But he never apologized because he was perfect. So he was like, I'm not sorry. (laughs) You know, and um, it's like, figure it out. You'll be sorry, and then you'll repent, (laughs) and life will be better. So, I just really, I believe that freedom that that girl's expressing in her excitement is, is for all of us to experience in our soul, that we're not supposed to be heavy. We're just not. We're not supposed to be weighed down. You know, I woke up yesterday morning praying for a little girl who's deaf, <clears throat> and it just was like heavy. It was so heavy, and I, was, I woke up and I was crying I was like, God, what do you say about her? And he said, 
my goodness will shine through her life and through her auditory system. And so I started praying that the goodness of God, like the manifest goodness of God would heal her. Okay? It was awesome. And I had this major encounter with the Lord laying in my bed really early in the morning yesterday. So let that tension, instead of being like, you totally suck that this baby can't hear You know, because I have that tendency too, because I really want her to hear. Like, work that tension out. Like, work it out yourself. And let yourself come into this place where you possess. It's like your possession. This is your thing. And so if you're riding on the wings of the faith of your family or if you're riding on the wave of the faith of your roommates or maybe a friend that has just loved you enough to share theirs with you. Like this week, I'm gonna ask you to fight it out. And it's scary, I'll tell you why it's scary. Because you're afraid that if you start fighting it out for yourself, you won't believe. He's bigger than that. And you might have moments where you don't believe. Those will be some of the best moments of your relationship. But if you just ignore them as if they're not there, they just continue to kind of fester. God really wants to meet you where you are. Whatever comes out of that, let it come out. Some of us are so afraid of doubting God that we like won't even talk to him. He is not afraid of your doubt. You know what? When my kids get mad at me, I am not afraid that they aren't going to, they, they don't know that I love them. Because I'm going to show them for the rest of their life how much I love them. I'm, I'm not afraid of that. That's just a part of the process. We are working it out. We got all of our life to do that. See, working it out. So it's that way with the Father. So if that's you, if you just struggle with like, man, I don't even know, I don't even know if he's real. Like, so my experience says one thing, but there's something in me that says he's real. Like, be in that tension and let us, let us walk with you. Let us get on your side against that fear, Okay. And if you've been trying to do it alone, start telling people your Lydia stories. You know, start telling them. We are not afraid of your sin either, okay? Whatever it is, it may be really big to you, but it is not big when you put it in the light. You know how shadows are in the dark? They are big, up on the wall, like monsters. You like turn the light on, it's just like a little thing on the table. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's like. It's just a little thing. So we're gonna turn the light on. So we're going to have ministry time, and we are going to, our ministry team is going to go behind the pool tables, and um, (laughs) welcome to church. And up there, they'll be up in there, so y'all go ahead and go over there so people can start picking you out, who they want to come, come turn the light on with. We're just going to get on your side. And maybe they'll, you may be like, this really isn't a big deal. I really don't need to talk to anybody about this. Just try it. Just try it. Just try talking to somebody. Some of you are like, I go for ministry time every week. I'm not going this week. Don't let the enemy tell you that. Don't let him do that to you. They are, wait, look at them. They just want you to come over there and and share your life with them. Because we share our lives with each other. You know what I mean? Like, we know that's what it's about. So um, I'm going to pray for us. And we're going to worship a little bit. And um, I'm just asking the Lord for that freedom to come to like wrestle in the tension and that your faith become trust. So Holy Spirit, we know we cannot understand anything without you. So there's some things we understand and there's some things we don't understand. And we try to get all grown up and give ourselves definition to our, our misunderstandings. Just quit doing that. 
We repent for not trusting you and letting our faith lag behind while our experience tells us who you are. And I just know, I just know because I've walked with you as a big dad and a little girl long enough to see that as soon as I start trusting you, my experience starts lining up with the kingdom. It just changes. Maybe it's the way I see it that changes. I don't know, but it does change. And so I just want to give courage to these people that have come today to hear something from heaven. I just want to give them some courage to fight through that tension. So if you want courage, just stand up because I feel like I've got something to give away. I fought in the tension. So I'm just saying, like, I'm just giving away courage. So Jesus... I just ask that any courage that you've given to me, I just, I just ask your blessings over these people to have courage to fight in the tension of their experience and what they believe. Burn in them that courage. Just come, Holy Spirit, and encourage your people. Encourage us to have our possess our relationship with you. And as we go, Holy Spirit, I just trust you that you are going to begin to bring revelation and understanding to who you are in each of us. And in the ways in our heart where we we have been offended, we just lay it down. We just put down our offense. And you can just deal with that in your heart any way that you are like offended, especially at your brothers and sisters in the body. Like just repent for that offense because it is stealing from you. And when you lay that down, you are gonna be so surprised at how much higher you can jump and the courage you have to even try to jump, to rejoice, to have joy. I pray that the joy of the Lord will be our strength. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. Thank you for your yoke that is easy. Thank you for your burden. Give us your burden because you made us to carry it. And open our eyes to see how we can get on the side of our brother and sister and fight with them against their giants. Thank you, Father for the courage that you're giving us. Open up heaven and give us your courage. Open up heaven and rain it down.